How's it going, everybody? This is Martin Stokes here, and this is Dean Scurry. I am a traveller, and I am a countryman. Welcome to a traveller and a countryman podcast. podcast. You don't know what it's like. Go on, Dean. Go on. Baby, you don't know what it's like. Go on, Dean. To love somebody. Go on, Dean. To love somebody. Go on, Dean. The way I love you. Mm. You should. <laughs> I, think you, I told you before, stick with the day job. So, Dean, this is episode 41, yeah? And here we are in the little studio today and... Of course, you know, I'm I'm Martin, I'm the traveller man, absolutely, yeah. And who, who are you? Who are you? Could you say who you are there, please, if you don't mind? Dean Scurry, yes. Um, and what are we doing here today, Dean? Let me go. Well, you have a big list on a little envelope. Is it like a little pay packet, is it? Yeah, so Did you get paid somewhere? No, I don't get paid, I don't work. And I haven't been getting paid for you for, from you for a long time. <laughs> you actually owe me a few quid there, so I hope you have the few quid. You say that once more this morning on this podcast. Well, I won't say it as soon as you hand me I'm the money. I'm telling you, it's going to be problems. As, as soon as you hand me the money, tell you one thing, I wouldn't for like that microphone to, that you're speaking through. I tell you one thing, I wouldn't like to be owing you money. I just want him for sure. I tell you what, I wouldn't like to be owing oh, money yeah, for you because he's here. I was going to call it's this six, day. It's this. six months. I was going to call this day, right, interrogation day for you, yeah? <laughs> but instead of that, you're interrogating me. <laughs> See the way I'm a master of manipulation. Yeah, and you understand that. You're back you're backfiring there. <laughs> so anyway, Dean, I have a, a couple of rough questions here for you now, you know that? Perfect. But I did warn you about it. Remember, I, thought I rang you last week and said, Dean, I'm going to be a small bit of interrogation here, yes? Well, man, I'm just impressed that you've actually done a little bit of work in no, this it's podcast. Okay. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You I don't, a bit of everything. Look at me. Come here. I don't want no pats on the shoulders. You just up. I don't want a, a pat on the shoulder. I don't want no thank yous. I don't want no lollipops. Well, nothing like that. I'm all good. I'm just mean. That's it. Should we start mm-hmm. off with... Uh, are you ready for these questions? Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm born ready. I can't actually see these questions because I've got someone else to write them down and I can't read. You haven't mastered writing or reading yet. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even started and I'm slagging the bollocks out of you. Yeah, well, very good. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Before we even start, is one more thing. Did you do anything with that comedy show down in... Um, I haven't done it yet. It's June 12th, Dundalk Spirit Store. It's a Monday. Doors... Uh, starts about 8 o'clock half um, did you sell any did you sell many free tickets didn't <laughs> sell many free tickets yet but designed are free so you just torn up although when I was in Edinburgh I did have free tickets that I sold online so I knew how many people were going to turn up it was a little master plan I had you had free tickets that you sold online yeah when I done the shows in Edinburgh the gig was free but you could put the free tickets online so I could see how many people because I had like a hundred seat a room I wanted to see how many people that I could pre-book the tickets for free and did you actually give? Yeah, we're getting about 60, 70 a night, which it wasn't bad. Like, all right, which, which was actually, actually, which was exceptional for. But Edinburgh. you weren't actually charging for the tickets. That's what you're saying. I was charging them out, which is what I might do in Dundalk. No yeah. charge in, but I might charge out. I'm lost. Oh, well, I know you're lost. Explain yeah, a little Martin, bit. You're going Ex- around fifty odd year, and you're I still. Know, but explain a little bit there because. No, well, let's say you come into the club and it's free, but if you had a really, really good night. You pay to live. Because I think you're just as confused about, about tickets as you are <laughs> about being a comedian. <laughs> With enemies like you, I don't need friends. Dean, tell me something, right? This is not interrogation. This is only a bit of crack, right? Why did you choose a traveller to do a podcast with? So just to give you a bit of context, Martin is sitting in a darkened room underneath a lamp with some notes written down on the inside of a pay packet with a torch of his phone shining on it. Because he's getting old, he's getting old, he can't see the paper. Well, Why yeah. did they choose a traveller? Dean, I, knew, I know people, listen for a second, getting old <laughs> is not the, 
<laughs> Getting old is not the fault to not being uh, able to see stuff closely. Uh, there's young people, with all due respect, who wear glasses. That's more of a medical condition. Yours, yours an age issue. Uh, I don't think so. Remember, I clocked you a couple of times. <laughs> we ever tested. Oh, did you ever God. get your eyesight, eyesight tested? Did I? Yeah, I'm actually in the process of getting re- reading glasses. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. And good thanks be to God. The balding of the eyesight. head and the reading of the glasses. I have to get here. No one again for you, Bailey. A couple of calories accumulated. A couple of calories, yeah. <laughs> a couple of kilos. You leave me. You leave me right, a right off. A couple of there. kilos. You leave me right off. Thing that's okay, Martin. I'm getting. I didn't slag you I'm about your, you your, your weight. Slippers for your next birthday. Yeah, yeah, and a little cane. What's the cane to beat you with, is it? <laughs> you couldn't beat eggs. Give it over. Oh, my God. Oh, you're right. The back is sore. <laughs> <laughs> Your face is killing me. So why did I pick Anime, a traveller? You, you just got out of that. You're trying to get out of that, that question. No, I'm, yeah. going, I'm, going, I'm going full deep in here. I just wanted to prepare you. Why did I pick a traveller? I wasn't going to do a podcast. I had done a podcast before. We'd done a few episodes. And it went all right. And I kind of, you know, fell out of love with it. And then I left it a few years. And I met you. And I had a bit of crack with you. I had a bit of banter. There was a little bit of... Uh, Pulling and tagging at the start, and then we don't. Yeah, what do you mean arguments? Like, is interesting. Yeah, like you know, say the words that people understand. Dean, one. Okay, oh, I'll say the words that people understand. Yeah, please. Come you want to hear you last week? Hold him out. Hold on. Hold on. Ah, leave it out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I did do that. And, uh, I designedly done that. You know that. <laughs> you can actually talk better. You designedly no, done it. No, you can talk better than me like a traveller. You're you telling me I'm talking rubbish. You no, said you, you designedly done it. You talk better as a traveller than I can. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of things better than a traveller than you do. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah, there was a bit of, uh, like I, I explained before in this podcast, the first time we met, there was a little bit of standoff and you were going, what are you doing here? What's your motivation? And you, you know, I took all the stuff out of my pockets, put my hand up like that and said, you know, if you want to knock... But then we'd done a few things together, which we talked about. Again, you're acting like a traveller, though. You want to fight. You asked for a fight about, away. We talked umpteen times on this show, about, And we kind of got to know each other. And there was something between us, a bit of crack, a bit of banter, a bit of insight, a bit of stuff that I didn't... This is before the podcast now. This is before the podcast. When we were doing the protests and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just getting to know each other. and Going the stuff, to all the meetings and stuff. There's wisdom and, and knowledge that you had that I didn't have and vice versa. The stuff that I was able to bring to your table that you weren't doing and that you learned from. You know, and I get the same from you. So I just, I just thought, there's not enough travellers who do any type of speaking, only in their own camps, in their own lives. You don't hear travellers on the radio, bar one or two, you know, in Martin Beans, Oily uh, and Flynn, John Connors. There's a handful. You could yeah, probably count on your nice, hand. All nice people. But you could probably count on your hand the amount of traveller voices that you hear in this country. Oh, and, and I think that more traveller voices is better. More is better in, the, in terms of traveller voices. And... I was talking to one or two other travellers about maybe doing a podcast uh, with them, but then... No names, okay? No names, no scandals. That's what we're doing here, is it? No names, yeah. Uh, the first fella was... Um, I'm just going to make up a name now. Uh, Paddy. 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 Why Paddy? It's <laughs> because Paddy's popular name, is it? <laughs> it's like, is that a traveller doing Paddy. a traveller accent? Paddy. <laughs> you just fell into a wormhole there. A traveller doing a traveller accent. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, I should say I'm trying not to be, not to be a traveller. I'm so, trying to be a traveller. <laughs> so this is why I chose a traveller. Because there's this bit of crack. There's this bit of banter. There's yeah. me and you. And we're learning from each other. And we're, we're having conversations that are very rare and that haven't generally being heard or had before that's why I chose a traveller and is that the only reason then well there's about 30 reasons in that give me one more come um, 
So travellers aren't heard Don't enough. Talk rubbish, I think there's a lot. There's a lot I personally can learn from travellers. There's a lot I can bring to the travelling community as well. Uh, as a settled man, uh, as a community man, as an activist, there's a lot that I can uh, share there that we can learn from each other. Um, there's a lot of stereotypes about working class people, uh, and there's as many about travellers as well. And we can dispel some of those myths, some of those stereotypes on this podcast right. and invite people into our worlds. I know I know that you know a lot of travellers, I'm certain of that, all over the country, yeah? And you've done a lot of, as we said this before, you've done a lot of interviews and you've done a lot of camera work with them and all that, yeah? Is there any of them that, um, let's say, that's still in contact with you into, into this kind of, what do you call it, Say not documentaries necessarily, but projects basically that you do. The obvious what I'm trying to say is, did uh, the travellers just stick around with you for a little while and get dog sick of you then? Or do they, uh, do they have a heart like mine and stick around? Tell me that. I know there's a few, that, I do know a few that is in contact with you still. Yeah, like I've done, I've done a number Dublin, of projects with, with John Connors. I've done um, a few bits with uh, Huey. Um, I would chat. With Eileen, yeah, but you, 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 you're still in, like you're still being still in contact, contact yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about um, like travellers that wouldn't have been necessarily up there, like into thing, into stuff. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So is there? Is there that you might have done the odd. Uh, yeah, but then there's loads of people that I do one or two things with, and then I never see them for a long time. Is that when you get paid to ditch them? Yeah, gone. Get the check. Yeah, I understand P45. that. P45. I'm getting to that in a minute, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your point on this? Because you, you must have a point. No, um, the point was about, there was really no point. It was just I was curious, a little curious, about what was the what was your main motive for wanting to do a podcast with a traveller. That was all. But you answered all that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, why did I want to set up um, a, a hip-hop or a rap record label in Ballymoon? Because... For me, life is about uh, trying things, doing things, failing, making mistakes, learning, meeting new people, trying stuff, getting out of your comfort zone. I think that that's that's specifically why we're here. That's that's the role. That's that's what we are here for: to have our family, to have our relationships, and then to get involved with stuff and do stuff and try stuff. That's something that I meant to say to you as well. You obviously you love Ballymore, don't you? Yeah, hundred percent. You have a passion about Ballymore, basically. Yeah, well, it, who I am is wrapped up in what Ballymun is. So you are Ballymun. And, and voice of Right, I'm going to get that in a few minutes, okay? i just throw that one in there, yeah? So um, like I've said 101 times, it's the best community in the world, hands down. And I know I'm biased because I live here, but it is. Come I, and, come, I challenge anybody, come and spend a week here and see what you think. See at the end of it, do you not think? Just tell them leave their wallets and keys at home, wherever they live, okay? That's not the type of Ballymun we're trying to promote. <laughs> Are you joking? Anyway, Dean, that was uh, yeah, that was a bit of an answer there. Um, something else here. I, I love this what you're doing now because it's like you're interviewing me or something. I told you, I said, Dean, I said, remember I told you, I rang you. It doesn't have ago. to be an interrogation now; it could just be a no, chat. No, but it's a slight interrogation, and so I'm allowing. I'm um, you're picking at the bones. That's what you're doing. No, what I'm doing, I'm allowing this to be a slight interrogation because in case you feel like you're being interrogated, so I'm slightly opening the door for you there. Okay. So you don't tell me later on, this sounds like interrogation. Yeah, again, you got it right. But it wasn't. Just take your feet off that stand. I know if you pull your feet back, it yeah. might be easier for you. Yeah. Uh, could you? Oh, Dean, that's one other question I want to ask. Uh, why is it that you never stop complaining? That's what I want to know. Give that's, us an example of that. That's a personal question. Can I have an example of when you I just was complaining? complained about what you're complaining about there now? Okay. Now. And you're... Uh, 
how to say this again, I don't have all the big words. You're a little bit self-righteous at times. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you might have listened back to last week's episode. No, forget about last week. And week's. you came across as self-righteous yourself. No, I didn't. When you're, uh, when you're asked certain questions... Nothing to do with what I'm going to ask you now. You just give a hum or a whore, yes, or a nod of the head. Here, I learned that from the best. That, you didn't, you don't have me, you did. Uh, yeah, I picked that up from you, Martin. You, uh, you, 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 you sort would of, say, um, if you could say the same thing in one word that you said of a hundred words, you choose the one word. Right, it's basically a way of avoiding the answer, really, isn't it? Yeah, deflecting. I learned that from you. Yeah, to be stressed out, or I'm not here for this, or I want to go home, I want to do that, I'm, doing, I'm busy, or whatever it might be, yeah? Like the times when you don't even reply when you get a when you get a message on your phone, yeah. Nobody gets the reply, man. Nobody. Nobody, not just you. We'll leave that out I'm for not today. Biased. It's not an anti-traveler thing. I know I had this. No, 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 no. I didn't send about anti-traveler. I'd never use the anti-traveler thing. Never. This is me. Girlfriend gets a reply, and, and that's about it. People are sick even and tired. Even my boss doesn't get the reply straight away. What you just said there about the anti-traveler things. People are sick and tired of listening to that. <laughs> I never use that card. That card already at the window. Anyway, don't worry about it right now. But probably if I have to use it, I will. <laughs> so, what was your question? Question was, Dean, um, um, basically, you love Ballymun. Yeah, do you want me to pick up your notes there? They're at the oh, phone okay. underneath you. Can't see it. Can you see it from there? No? I'll get them, yeah, hold on. Yeah, Stay you're there. a young lad. Go on, Stay there. I'll, do you, I'll do you a favour for once. Yeah, you're swimming in the beach all the time. Go on, come on, Dean. Thank you very much. Check it out. Again, do you love Ballymun? Yes. How much do you love Ballymun? That's all I want to know. On a, on a scale of 1 to 100? 1 to 10 is good enough. 1 to 10. Need to go, don't need to go down the 100 uh, line. Here's the thing. I think about Ballymun. Can I say one thing? For a guy that loves Ballymun, it took a long time to answer the question. Go ahead, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think about Ballymun uh, as much as I think about anything. Every day. You know what I mean? I think about my own life, uh, my own mortality, my own spirituality, and my relationships with uh, my family and my girlfriend every day. And I think about Ballymun yeah, every day as well. Yeah, that's okay. That's part of it. You're thinking about Ballymun. Yeah. Okay. It's in my head and right, in my that's, heart. That's not the question I asked you. You said how much. I'm trying to describe the way. Come Listen, I'm going to do this again look to you, Look at me right? or listen to me. No, listen. I'm going to do this again to you, right? You're an educated lad, right? And you class yourself as intelligent. I haven't seen that yet, right? We've a long way to go yet, okay? So, the question I asked you, you completely diverted, reverted, whatever you want to call it, Yeah. I asked you a simple question. How much do you love Ballymun? I didn't ask you about your thinking about it every day. Thinking sometimes is not the solution. Come on. Forget about thinking. I want to know how much you love Ballymun. Interrogation, Dean. Come on. You, you said. <laughs> Here's, I, I love Ballymun as yeah. much as you love Bridgie. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I love her a lot more than Ballymun, to be honest. No, no, no. no. I love that's her. how much I love Ballymun. Oh, well, no, I don't think so. You can't comprehend that because why? I love her more than the whole entire world. <laughs> Never mind Ballymun. Now, can I say one thing to you? Go on. Describe to me how much you love Ballymun. More than the whole world. Describe the nature, not the human side. Actually, it's a pain. In the, it's a pain in the arse sometimes. Is it? Sometimes it's a pain in the arse. But you have to love it. It's like a bold uh, younger brother or something like that. But you're running Ballymun down now, you know that. Yeah, that's you're all. Right. Actually, right now, running that's Ballymun. all right here. Sometimes you have to slight people off to build them up. Yeah, but some people might like it, in you know. Don't you? I don't really give a rat's about what some people no, like. You have to like. give a rat's. No, honestly, no, no, yeah, I've been down this road before, with you. You have to give a rat's about what people think. There's enough because rats. If you don't, there's enough rats about him. <laughs> no, no, we won't go that way about it, right. But the thing about it is, if you're, if you don't really care what people think, then that means you don't care about people in general. That's that's what I can. I, I'm, I'm getting out of it anyway. That well, that's your assessment of the situation. That is my assessment, and I, and I believe that that that's, is probably the truth. So, why would you not give a rat what people think of you, of what you think of Ballymun? 
because it's not within my control. What they think is what they think. They're but big enough and bold enough first to have their own all, thoughts. First of all, you went off track there. I did not ask you what everybody else in Ballymun thinks. I said, Dean Scurry, you tell me how much you love Ballymun. You're always talking about Ballymun, how much you love it, how much is this and that and the other, yeah? So that's it. Now, that's, I would get, there's, I would, there's I would there's cards, there's I would cards on the table. What? Because I talk about it so much, it's indicative, it, it indicates um, how much I love it. Were you born in Ballymun? Born and buttered. You were born in Ballymun? Yeah. Where were you living your parent, your family when you were born? There's a tower, Flats? Block, a tower block there beside the old clinic. What was the name of the tower block? Um, Eamon Kent Tower. Amy Kent Eamon, Tower. Eamon Kent Tower. Eamon Kent Tower. Yeah. Okay. You know the names of the towers, don't you? I thought you might have said you love Ballymun. No, I'm not answering your question, but I thought you might have said I love Ballymun because, well, first of all, I was born in it, I was reared in it, brought up in it, and I work in it. There's lots of reasons why you should love Ballymun. Correct. But you couldn't bring one of them out to warm to the table. How is that? Well, that's a failure on my part. Uh, I do agree it's a failure, without a doubt. Can you explain why you failed in that? Uh, because I do need an expl- explanation I want one I feel like I'm getting interrogated you are being interrogated <laughs> yes <laughs> and that's part of the reason why I gave such a bland so answer are you under pressure when people ask you questions is that what happens to you I don't know how to answer that question no do do you feel pressure when people ask you questions I feel like you're pressurising me I am pressurising you yes without a doubt so do you feel do you feel the pressure when you get asked a question I will respond through my counsel your, your counsel, yeah. yeah. And is there a solicitor involved with this, no? <laughs> I'd love to go to court again. Yeah. Some crack, yeah. You'd love to go to court again? Yeah. You can't even answer a question here and I might answer them in court. Yeah, but i get me counsel to do it. They're pros. I just sit back yeah, and look at, the, look at the glamour of it all. Sometimes you've got to rely on yourself. <laughs> it's like the time I was up in, <laughs> up in court one time, yeah, for not uh, basically producing me insurance, yeah? And this solicitor walked over to me. He said... Um, What's the story? How's things? And all this? He said, "Do you need uh, do you need someone to talk?" I said, "No, thanks very much." I said, "I said if anyone can tell this story, I, said, I can tell it." I said, "I know it better because it happened to me." He said, "And I'm going to get out of here in two minutes, <laughs> up in court." And did you go up and do it? Yeah, of course I did. Why would I tell him a story for him to tell the judge? Lost, in, transla- lost in translation. Then you I, you were the better person to tell the story. Absolutely, yeah. So the judge gave me a strikeout, didn't he? Love it. Because well, you were bored on the ears well, off, that's why. Because he was like, get this fella out of here and don't bring him back. It wasn't a big He's deal He's used anyway. to hearing the lads talking in that British accent they have. My lord, yeah. we have a young traveller man yeah, here. Martin Strokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he won't stop talking. <laughs> I've got to get you a t-shirt. Uh, Martin Strokes. Anyway, Dean, you couldn't answer that question for me, so um, I think I'm going to bypass that question there because you couldn't answer it I don't want to be humiliating you too much like you know what I mean I'd say there's nothing that you'd love um, more than humiliating me can I um, can I ask you Dean uh, now this is a personal question can I slip one in though you'd, would you benefit from humil- humiliating me would I benefit from humiliating you would you enjoy it no absolutely not because I know you understand me you know what I'm here today for don't you <laughs> yeah you, are, you know I'm here to humiliate you today yeah so you just answered your own question backwards no I didn't no, you. I said you. I, 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 you said would I benefit from it? I wouldn't benefit from <laughs> You're it. You're stuttering fool. Yes, that's exactly what I am. But I wouldn't benefit from it. But the, the fact is, you know that I'm here to humiliate you today if I can. But there is no benefit from for in it for me. Okay, it's neither good nor bad. And it comes anyway with no uh, no strings attached. No charge. <laughs> it's free of charge. You're not taxing me for ripping the show, me. <laughs> Put it this way. You won't need no solicitor today, okay? <laughs> the other one is here, as I said, a little bit, it's a little bit personal, yeah. Um, how old are you, Dean? This year I'll be 50 years of age, 49 yeah. at the moment. 
So you're 50 this year, basically. Yeah, November. We're going to give you the 50, make you feel good, okay? Um, I feel good already. Uh, Dean, um, why are you still living with your, your mum and dad? So basically, you were still living with your dad and mum at 50 years of age for what? Is that good or bad? I'm trying to I'm trying to get into the countryman world here now, okay? From yeah, a travel perspective, is that good or bad? Uh, n- no, it's not good, being honest about Isn't it. Isn't it? No. It would have been much shame in it. Uh, well, you could live next door, you could live a mile away or five miles or a hundred miles but away. Not with, you wouldn't live with your mammy. Not exactly. If you went in a relationship with Bridgie and, and have kids, you wouldn't live with your mammy. Uh, um, not necessarily, What if your no. mammy was infirmed, like she was, you know, old and she had a, needed a little bit of help around the house? Dean, can I just say one thing to you here, please? This is me asking the questions here today. Is that okay with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what you're trying to now, do is a tip of travel trade. Diverting the question. You're okay. trying to shame me, and I don't I'm play not the shame. To shame you. I don't play, play the shame okay, game. Okay. Do you want to clip this out? No. This do you grand. want to clip this out? No, I keep this in. If you think this is shaming you, I talked. Uh, <laughs> I talked in our Man, previous. Man, the no, again. No, no. You're brutal at this. I talked in our previous podcasts. Yeah, going back about thirty podcasts. Listen to me. Um, I thought you said you were not ashamed of anything. Just if because you I'm listen, not ashamed of man doesn't mean that you're not trying to no, shame me. No, I remember me. you asked me the question about shame, why are travellers ashamed? And I told you, I answered your question back then, something about it's not necessarily shame. It can be shy, it can be whatever, it can be using any word, but it doesn't mean they're, they're ashamed. They might be shy to do something, doesn't mean they're ashamed. Okay, right. The other thing about it is anyway, the question I asked you there about, uh, you said about is a traveller thing that 50-year-olds wouldn't be living with their parents, basically. Not necessarily, no. They'd live in a, maybe, as you, look, a majority of travellers live in caravans. They would live in a different caravan. It could be next door or whatever it might be. Um, that's the reason I asked you that. But again, you didn't have to answer it. I told, I told you before I asked this, it's a bit personal. Yeah, well, I was living in Ballymun for a while, then I lived with my manda. And if I could afford my own place... Like rent is ridiculous now. Mortgages you're not gonna get. If I could, I would, but I can't, so I won't. Um, you're probably right. Now at this present moment, mortgages gone. We know, uh, sorry, house prices have gone through the roof and all apartments and stuff like that. And as a matter of fact, they can't even be got. Never mind. But um, you're fifty years in Ballymun. Yeah. This only happened in the last two years. This thing where the country's gone upside down. Like you know what I mean, really. Uh, no people homeless, no houses to live in, no houses for no, sale. It's, it's been a little bit longer. That's it's 2023 well, now. There's always been a bit of roughness, I know that. Yeah, but 2023 now, I'd say since about 2015, it's been rough. But I was living in Ballymun in 2015 yeah. in a Dublin City Council. But you've always been lucky enough to have a good job, is that right? I'm right would I be right in saying that, Dean? Yeah, have a good job. Have a great job. Um, what about um, back then when um, recession was in, yeah? And house prices dropped to the floor, basically, literally. Was that an opportunity? When, when was this? Remember when recession hit the country and all the builders started leaving the country and left the country in disruption? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you had money, the banks, all if, if you had money, out. it was a good opportunity to buy. I, I actually did. So when I was about 20, I had my first home. Your mortgage houses, yeah. Yeah, that was good work back then because you would have been young then, like, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I, uh, I think that house was 70 grand. And I said to myself, I'd never buy a house for more than 80 grand. And now. She wouldn't get a down payment oh, on a house for 80 grand. Want, oh, another question I want to ask, yeah. If a person is in full-time work, yeah, and say they want, obviously want a place to live, can they apply for a council house? There's people 
living, say, let's say, use Ballymun as an example. There's people yeah. living and renting in Ballymun from Dublin City Council that are in full-time employment. I have yes. good jobs, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's interesting. That's great. I like that. So their rent would be means so, I mean, assessed. What, what I'm saying is that just because they have a good job doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to buy a house, like... You're the way it is, is historically it, like. you have to have some kind of relationship with the area. They have to hide of your family's from here or that you walked here or you grew up here, you went to school here or something like that. All right. You know what so I mean? you have to have some connection, basically. Yes. Uh, now, uh, the amount of new houses, as you know, in Ballymoan or in places like this are few and far between. So anybody new coming in wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have a chance, wouldn't have a leg to stand on. place. And tell me something, Dean, would you ever apply for a council house? Uh, I'm in the process of doing that at the moment. Or are you, uh, are you look, going to buy the big mansion that you're talking about all the time? Absolutely not. I'm in the process of uh, at the moment. So I did register as homeless and now I'm registering to try and get a, a council place. Maybe an apartment or something. Like. Yeah, something, whatever. You know, whatever. Some, somewhere to live. So at the moment... So you can I, keep all your money in the bank base and not touch it then? Yeah, please God. That, yeah. That'll be the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from you as well. Did you? <laughs> you didn't learn that one from me. <laughs> You're broke. I don't have a, I don't have <laughs> You a, are broke. I, I am broke. Yeah. <laughs> I, who knows better? Only you. Here. I'd I, say, I would say. I'll leave it out, son. That you're doing all right. I am doing all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like the richest man alive. So what, what, what do you call doing all right? Tell me, go on. Like now, another thing as well. This is interrogation, Dean Day, right? Not, yeah. not me. Oh, so we can't switch the tables ever? Uh, no, you can ask all the questions you want, but don't forget, I'm still not finished yet. Okay, go ahead. Like I think, you have a roof over your head. Go on, that's a good one. Yes, you've got a bit of transport, and you're able to put food on the table. Yes, uh, and you've got a family around you who love you and respect you. What does that make me? What does it make me? I can tell you what it makes me. The luckiest man in the world. Exactly. The richest and happiest man alive. And I hope there's millions more like that. You're right. You have enough food, you have good health, you have a wife, a lovely wife, and I do have a beautiful wife. Um, I, have a lo- I have a lovely family, um, extended family basically also, and I literally love every one of them, to be honest about it. And that's what makes me the richest. I have food. As you say, we have a bit of food on the table. We had a roof over our heads. We have a motor to get around. A bit of heating in the winter. Uh... Literally, we have it all in that sense. Some people might think you have nothing, but the reality of it is you have everything. And yes, it makes me the happiest and richest man around alive. Yeah, so I think that that's the game I'm playing as well. And I mean rich in love and rich in happiness and rich in everything everything that God can provide for me, I'm rich in it. I'd be some fool now if I had a big five-bedroom mansion and I was sitting up there on my own counting all my money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Counting all my money. And You'd back, be the back, poorest man alive, wouldn't you? Backbiting everybody and whipping myself as well. And finding faults in, in, in everybody that's around you, basically. And giving, out the, you know. giving out when the wind and rain blows past the house. Yeah, I love the wind and rain. Absolutely love the wind and rain. I love the summer, I love the snow, I love the frost. You name it, every single day I love it. Why? Because it's another day the God has given us. Bless me face in the mornings, and I do without a doubt, without fail, I thank God. For that day, whether it's wind, rain, snow, frost, I don't care. I just thank God for that day. And that's the beauty of God's creation. If we just open our eyes up and see it the right way. Honestly. Oh, here, when Martin came into the building here, right? <laughs> Are you telling tales now? No, no, no. There's a picture on the wall, right? Uh, of it? Darth Vader. He's a little kid dressed up as Darth Vader. So I said to Martin. But you can't tell if he's a kid or not because he's dressed with this big thing, what kind of big costume. Well, just because it's close up doesn't mean it's big. I know what you mean, yeah. Well, so I said to Martin, 
that's Darth Vader. And he said, who? I said, Darth Vader, Star Wars. <laughs> he said, what's Star Wars? So Martin has never seen Star Wars. He doesn't know who right. Luke Skywalker is. I have to rephrase that for you there. Go on. Star Wars, I've heard of Star Wars. Right. I know what Star Wars is. I do not watch Star Wars. So if I said to you... Probably wouldn't if I was getting paid. Luke you Skywalker. Me, yeah, I said, I don't know who he is. You said, Darth Vader. Hear? That's you, his father. I don't know who he is. You said... Did you ever hear of Star Wars? I said yes, but I wouldn't. I don't watch them. Have you ever seen it? Seriously, no. So if I said to you, Chewbacca, you what? You actually look like Chewbacca. Who's Chewbacca? <laughs> Martin, I'm gonna show you a picture of this fella. <laughs> Are you serious? Martin, you'll be going. That I was me. Like him. That was me when I was a teenager. Wait for a second. I look like him. Yeah. So he's one lucky guy, then, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, you could probably say that, Martin. So Star Wars yeah. is. There's a thing in Star Wars called the Force. Yeah. Is he is he is he a lead role in the in the in the, in the film or something? Chewbacca. Chewbacca, yeah. Yeah, you could say he's kind of he's yeah, on the poster. Like. He's always, on the poster, but he's in the back. Don't forget, they're always looking for good-looking people to take the lead role. <laughs> so if he looks like me, that's okay. <laughs> so Star Wars hmm? is a story about a man. Dean, hold it for one second. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can Star Wars next week or the week no, after. No, 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 no. I'm doing it now. I'm going can, to loads on we've Tuesday. We've loads of time. We've loads of time. We're only here half an hour. We've loads of time. I'm going to get a minute of it, right? Right. Star Wars is the story of a man. Yes. Of a boy who's grown up in this world. And there's this special thing, this connection that he, that he doesn't really feel yet with that world, with that universe. And it's called The Force. And it reminds me about the connection that you have to God. Yes. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. This is, yeah. They just don't call it God. You know when you wake up in the morning and you have that energy inside you and you have that love and your passion and yeah. you point yourself towards goodness and happiness and taking care of yourself and taking care of your family. That's basically the force. That's what this film is about. Martin, I'm telling you now, you should watch Star Wars. Where was it based and where was it made and what's it how was two like It's kind of based in the future, in space. It's on all right. different planets. Where was the film made? Is it English, Irish, American? It's American. A guy called George Lucas made it. So is there an actual story to it then? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. yeah oh man, it's one of the best stories ever ever told. Serious? It, it's a story. Like if you look at psychology, there's a story in that called The Hero's Journey. So it's basically this guy... He's a young. But it's about a young lad, is it? Yeah, he's a young, vulnerable guy. His family get killed, and then he goes on a hero's journey. Oh, and right. he finds. And tell me, what's the story? The picture here, here uh, out there in the house. Well, that's just like a kid wearing a costume. But that dude out there, yes, is this guy's father. Yeah. So the the father shows the dark side, and the young flit shows. The bright side. The bright side. The yes. force. The energy. The love. Very good. Very, very good. Sounds good. Would you sit down and watch it with me? Uh, absolutely You're not. You're in it. Chewbacca. Yeah, well, you can send me on a picture. Here. Here's how Chewbacca send me, speaks. Here. Send me on a picture of me. Here's how Chewbacca <laughs> speaks. <laughs> Is he a traveller? <laughs> <laughs> he's a drunk traveller. <laughs> if, if, if he's a drunk traveller, he'd speak good. He'd speak, he'd speak clearer, actually. Uh, that was a shit you back, actually. So, anyway, Dean, um, yeah, whatever you think of that, I'll leave you, I'll leave you to, uh, to your opinion on that film. <laughs> he's yeah? back on his little uh, pay slip with his torch out. I have to take a picture of this. Hold on. I'll stick this up on the Instagram. You'll show it to me first before you put no, it on the Instagram. No, I won't show it to you first. Just and like the I song. And the song last week, I didn't show that to you. If I think it's not appropriate, then it's not going on Instagram. Lads, let us know. What do you think of Martin singing? Because I was uh, blown away by it last week. I think we should get more of it. Did you tell him I was drunk? 
Because <laughs> I only see when I'm drunk. <laughs> and then again, I, and I hardly ever drink, so... Come on, get on with this interrogation. Yeah, come on. Um, Dean, is it true... Now this, and this is a question I'm asking you now, right? Is it true that... Now, I'm not saying this. This is, so, this is something that somebody ran by me, yeah? Is it true that country or settled people, as I call it country, man, yeah? People were called... Margarine eaters. Did you ever hear that one? No, it's good to know. Serious. What's it? Did you? No, I never heard of it. Or buffers. Buffers. Did you ever hear that one? Oh, come I heard, on, I heard honest. buffers, like you have got culties and buffers. So did you ever hear the one margarine eaters? No, no it's good to know, isn't Seriously. it? Seriously. And you're from Ballymond. Uh, I have to say I heard it a thousand of times. I've I never... wouldn't be as old as you. No, you are. You're only one year difference. It's not even a year. I um, I heard it, uh, I hadn't heard it in years and years, to be honest with you, right? But somebody mentioned to me there a while back, yeah? about that particular word. And I sort of, like I say, I half denied it, like, you know what I mean? But I did. The reality was, I did uh, I did hear it lots and lots of times when we were young. I know my dad used to put margarine, him and his mates used to put margarine in their hair when they were going out on a, on a dance. And maybe that's where it came from, is it? Yeah, and there'd be a smell, <laughs> there'd be a smell of like stalk <laughs> margarine. They'd <laughs> 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 be dancing with some moth. <laughs> there'd be, be margarine dripping down, <laughs> down his neck. You know the way it gets warm in the mouth? Oh, world. man. You know the way it gets really hot? Doing the shaking, he'd be yeah? there like that, doing and the shimmy. And she'd be walking away. <laughs> what that he's doing? She didn't know. Did she be going for a dance or baking a cake? <laughs> Did you call him Cakehead? <laughs> uh, so anyway, you've never heard that, did you not? Uh, I, I can't recall it, but I do remember the stories of me dad and his mates down, going out with the margarine down in Sherry Street, going into town, huh? and you had a little gang, and they all had the margarine, the suits on. And uh, margarine slicked back in their hair. Um, was that all type gel or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I don't think this was before oh, gel. Gel, gel, gelarine or gel. This was back in the sixties. There was no gel invented. But they invented it. They invented, they invented margarine. Their own one, yeah. So do you think maybe this is true? Then the question I'm asking. Absolutely. You? Yeah, margarine ears. It sounds like a good one. Yeah. Because and ask me, daddy. It's possible. It, it, or, 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 no, I mean, it is possible. Is it, is it possible? That if it was dripping down his face, that he started licking it. <laughs> so, we, so he'd be this on his fingers now, he'd be licking it off. He'd try lick off his face. <laughs> so this is where he comes. <laughs> so there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of history to it. Then, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. One. So whoever come up with that one, then might be telling in the telling the truth. <laughs> and the other one, buffer. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. Like uh, I Have can't remember. I can't remember what that one's about. No, I'll tell you what. I'm thinking. Right, I don't know for sure now. You know how. Um, Sometimes, like I remember years ago, right, and a lot of the young lads on the site, right, only small, and they'd be out across, there was a big, like a big bank going around the back of the site, yeah, and they'd go across the bank, yeah, but if they went across to the shops, yeah, when they weren't allowed to go, the young lads, the settled young lads would spot them and follow them and have a, they'd have a row, like they have a, then they'd have a, what you call a slaying match, They'd be thrown. Then they'd be going looking for other young lads to get in. And there could be 20 young lads on each side. There could be 20 settled lads and 20 little traveller lads. And they'd be all throwing stones and charging each other. And You know what I mean? But all you'd hear out of them was, you say, the... Say they be called the settled one young lads be calling the travellers your knacker, your knacker this, and the little traveller fellas be calling your margarinators, your buffers, and all this kind of <laughs> So a lot, I remember a bit of that where very little I said younger lads like and they wouldn't be what they mightn't be like six and seven year olds but you'd laugh you'd laugh like looking at them the way they used to be uh, carrying on but at the same time there'd be a distance of uh, 
there could be a quarter of a mile distance between them from the, the houses the, to the, the, the hurdling abuse and thrown stones they never hurt each other because they're too far away from no, each other no they're just hurdling abuse and thrown stones yes but they'd, it'd be the most serious fight in their life like you know what I mean but obviously at that age they heard it from somewhere you know what I mean yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's a long time ago but you, you'd never you'd very very rarely hear it now I don't think you even hear the word buffer now or no I'd say if you went down the country or margarine eaters if you went down the country to the Midlands or something like that you might hear so if someone ever says to you you're only a margarine eater that's like you calling him uh, basically a necker like you know what I mean he doesn't like that and then you're not I don't mind that no, see margarine saying, eater isn't used no this is what I'm trying to cut to people down I understand that. I'm not going into that detail. I'm only just saying the fun side of it. How they would be calling names to each other. So I'm surprised you haven't heard it, and you're all your life in Ballymore. That's what. That's another thing. This book. That's I've heard buffer, but uh, you've heard buffer. Yeah, I wouldn't know what it means. Why don't you hear buffer? Who would ever have called you buffer? I would never call you buffer. Yeah, the travellers are called as buffer. Our country people are called as buffers. <laughs> the travellers, like Bjors. Settle, oh, settle people wouldn't use the word Bjor. Bure. Bure, is that, what you, is that Bure how you say it? Bure is a traveller woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bure, yeah. Be people wouldn't use that ever. Or Lackin. Lackin is a traveller woman. Yeah, Pavi Lackin. You wouldn't I use... Seen that, yeah. You wouldn't use that. We wouldn't use those phrases at all. Yeah. We, we'd say traveller. That's a traveller woman. Or uh, you know how you have the word... You ever heard the word comrades? Comrades, yeah? Comrade, Comrade yeah. can be literally anybody, right. But then the traveller would use the word a comrade. Comra, Comra, yeah, and so from the same thing, referring to somebody basically, kind of. Because I know, I know a lot of fellas in the unions, you know, like the workers' unions, and yeah. they use the word comrade all the time. Comrade, now, how are you, comrade? Like you're my comrade, or yeah, we're standing in solidarity, that like. kind of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's loads, there's loads. So of I would stuff. see you as my comrade. You're my friend, but you're also my comrade because you will stand with me on the on the picket. Yeah, but be careful in case you get in trouble. I won't be there. I'll, I'll be there, but I'll be gone before you know it. Like you know what I mean. Well, then you're a margarine eater. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a countryman, am I? <laughs> but that was one of the questions that I had to ask. I thought you might have ever heard of it. And it seems like you did, because you put a bit of history to it there, where your dad should go out doing the rock and roll, and the margarine dripping off his hair down to his face. And probably, as you say, maybe probably eating most of it than, than anything else. The, I don't know. And the poor, the poor young ones he was dancing with, smelling uh, a margarine, especially hot, sweaty margarine dripping say, down yeah. his neck. If he's done a bit of rock and roll, shaking their head, <laughs> should have the whole dance floor was getting covered in margarine. They'd be slipping in stock margarine, <laughs> slipping and sliding. Oh, that was a good one. I like that. Oh Lord, huh? I was asking you about uh, you loved you loved Ballymun so much. Why did you leave Ballymun? And I'm going back to that question because I only got half it out. Why did I leave it? Why um, did you leave Ballymore, a place you love so much? So in... You've been in Port... What, not Port Marnock, what do you call it? Yeah, Port Marnock. Well done. It's the first time you got no, right. right. You've been in Port Marnock for how long? Four years, say. Four years is a long time gone for a place that you love. Honestly, it is. really is. Yeah, but I'm here every day because I walk here and my girlfriend's here. Yeah, but you're not, you're not exactly living here, Dean. Come on. I'm hanging out with you more than you it's like uh, It's like the pop stars and the, uh, the singers and the actors when they get a few bob. For me, my just, number one preference would be living in Ballymun if, if I had the option. No, you're saying that now on podcast. I understand that, right? But did you not have any options in the last 10 years, no? I was living here up until like four years ago. Right. What, what you're reminding me of a little bit now with all due respect to you, Dean, like, I mean... Um, is these pop stars, the singers, the the filmmakers, the actors, you the name wealthy it. travellers. Yeah. They decide to uh, basically up and gone as soon as they get a few bob, leaving everything behind them. Even if it's a destruction, they're leaving it behind them. We learned that from the so travel people. Uh, yeah, you probably did because I had no choice to, because every Christy Moore song, get along, move along, get along, move along. Go, move, Yes. <laughs> so, why did you go and do it, Dean? That's what I can't understand. 
with his big Roy smile asking me a question. And this will not be clipped out. <laughs> I want this answer and I won't be clipped out. If I had a preference, I'd still be here. Uh, I didn't have a choice. Uh, I had to move. If I apply for a council house, the number one choice is actually Ballymun. And then I think the second choice is Coolock. And I think the third choice is Fingal. Right. Um, but so we'd move back in a heartbeat if I could, but, but it's, it's hard to do it like. Right, fair enough. Um, but you still wouldn't be in Ballymun. If you went Kulik, you went Fingal or wherever you are. No, but you have choices. You know if you apply for a council house, you have choices. Uh, w- three choices, one, two, three. Right. So this area would be the first area. Then the next area would be uh, kind of the Kulik area. And then the third area is close to where my mammy is. So that brings you back to Malahide again then? Please, God. See. So you're still abandoning Ballymun? You abandoned like, me. The rea- like you really are truly are. Love don't live here. Anymore. Anymore. Yeah, but really is what you're really doing was you did you did abandon your people commanding and honestly abandon like come on. Commanding, face up to us. The, the best way out is is to admit <laughs> your wrongs. Honestly. We'll never get it right if we don't admit our wrongs. You know that? Jesus, that's very uh, very poetic of you. you we'll never it, get it wrong. It's not an educated word, yeah, it's we it don't an, an intelligent it. one though. I understand mm, that. Hold on. We'll never get it right. If we don't admit we're wrong. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I like that bit there. Bing, boom, Come here, that's boom. the best bit of singing he does in a 41 <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, so, um, would, you, would you move out of Ballymun? Because uh, I, I heard speak of you uh, moving on. Yeah, I I, 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 um, I like Ballymun. Yeah. Being honest about it, I like Ballymun. I like the site where we're living. Um, I like, say, Ballymun itself, you might say. Like, in all honesty, I'm 43 years here. I came up here in 1979 with my parents. Time the Pope John Paul came to Ireland. So he, now he's saying Pope John Paul. But anyway, um, so yes, I've naturally I have a lot of good memories for Ballymun. And yes, if I if I thought say if I felt like I wanted to move, I would I I, w- I wouldn't completely abandon it. But yeah, I probably would move because. I didn't go up and down uh, shouting into podcasts that, oh, I love Ballymun, Ballymun is this, Ballymun is that, Ballymun is everything. Yeah, it, Ballymun is a good place. But I didn't just sing me heart into it, like, you know what I mean? So that, it gives me the freedom if I want to move, but yeah. So you didn't fully commit, so no, you, can, no, 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 you no. can step back if you need to. Bear in mind, I am a traveller. So it's in me, it's in me to move if I want to move. Martin, I do more travelling than you do. No, I'm just saying, no, 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 no I understand it, yeah. But you're still, look, you're uh how long would you spend living in your house? Tell me that. That's the question, Dean. Well, what's the question? Like, I how understand. long, how much time would you spend in your house every day? So let's say I get up in the morning and then I, and then I come to work. Yeah. So I'll be there about four hours in right. the morning. And go home. Go home. Well, then I sleep there, like you. Should I watch film, whatever? Yeah. The normal things. But would I'd, you rather, go, I'd, rather go on a, I'd rather go on a cycle for two or three hours and watch a film. Would you go up, say, right, you're, say you're in home now, right? Would you just get up from the couch and just walk outside with a cup of tea in your hand and out chatting lads for an hour or so or whatever bit of time you have? Sounds good, yeah. Would you do that like three and four and five times a day, kind of? Sometimes, not every time, I'm just saying. I'm is, this, just, is, it, is this what you do, this, describing your life? No, if I describe my life in that way and I was contradicted on it, you'd say, is that all you do with your life? You just drink tea and chat. You could say that because I know you're going to say that. Okay, that is not the case. I'm saying there's a certain amount of freedom living in a caravan. That's what I am saying. So I'm always sort of still on the move even though I have a caravan. That kind of thing. 
yes, I would. I'd get a cup of tea and I'd walk outside and I'd see who's out and about and we'd have a chat, a bit of banter, a bit of crack, whatever it might be. Then maybe check the time of the go somewhere and do that. But then when I come home, if I've if I've things to do, I'll do them at home. And if I don't, I'm up and outside again. So I, I, I like that kind of, that sense of freedom where I could just walk out my door and just be still at home, if you know what I mean. Be still at home, but be out and about. Yeah, well, where I it's am lovely, now, actually. where I am now is kind of like that because I'm up in the hills. So you've got forests and hills. You've got the sea. You've got uh, roads to cycle. You've got people to to chat with farmers. You've got uh, lambs and sheep out in the fields. You yeah, can't chat them. You can't chat them. You basically <laughs> you can't talk to lambs and sheep. Be careful. <laughs> if you start talking to lambs and sheep, get out of there. Get back to Dublin. If I had a superpower, it would be talking to animals. Yeah, yeah. You like the wildlife, don't you? You like that side of her forestry and yeah, nature and wildlife. Yeah, you like getting into the bees. You wouldn't be into that. You swimming. wouldn't be. In, you wouldn't be into like a a hike up a hill. No, I, I walk. Unless it was Crow Patrick. For you. Yeah, Crow Patrick. But the thing about it is, the reek they call it. Um, some people are into that kind of nature. Yeah, I know that. But then there's other like there's other things that people explore as well. Like you know what I mean? That makes them happy. So not the whole. If the whole world was uh, into what you're in. There'd be nobody on the uh, on the outside world. We all stuck on forests and beaches, and there'd be no one at home. Basically, I no one. <laughs> if everyone no one was in into what you'd be doing, there'd be people walking around campsites, drinking cups yeah, of tea, be all talking pony. Exactly, they'd be all travellers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Looking for a bit of yeah. banter. Funny enough, right? Uh, you know how the settlement likes to get out of the house and go uh, on a holiday or go book into the caravan somewhere, maybe in England or wherever he goes on holiday. Just say, it could be Spain, it could be anywhere. Now, that's a big, uh, that's a big, uh, let's say a big step, if you like, getting out of a house and into the caravan and it's lovely for a week. So they, they sense the freedom of a caravan, okay. But yet we have travellers doing exactly the same thing, stepping out of their own caravans, into the car, onto the boat, over abroad, and into another caravan. And yet the atmosphere is completely different. They enjoy it to the max. Can that be explained? No. I think it's something to do with the nature and uh, the environment or the atmosphere around us. It has to be that. It's just so... And I think it's also the fact that you're... Look at I'm going here to relax. I'm not going to be working all week here. So there's a bit, there's a, there's a lot of uh, yeah I like the, I like that there's a bit. lot of factors that makes it comfortable I like that bit where you get to say a campsite like that yeah and people are busy doing their own little thing fixing this and, and you know what I mean and setting up the camp and setting up the fire and you, you know what I mean preparing food and all that yeah but it's a culture of its own though it really it is now travellers have let a lot of that slip you know that there's a very odd one of them still that do that very very odd one but when I say see it happening very very rarely. I think it's, there's something very special about it. It's like, a, it's like a survival thing because we have all the... All the comforts. We have all the modern comforts these days, if you like. So like they did there um, about three months ago, yeah? A young lad in England, he was a gypsy, basically. He just gave up everything. And he went off, he got into... He, went down and he bought, a, say, a horse and wagon, basically, and literally moved into it. I start exploring, going all around England, all around the UK, hundreds and hundreds of miles, and has his stove on the on the what do you call it for say for cooking and for heating and whatever, has everything he needs in this wagon, and he said he feels like the happiest and richest and healthiest man alive, and he's only young. 
I'd say if he's anything at all, he's about 26 or 27 years of age. So that reminds me of Luke Skywalker from Star Wars. Right. He went off on his own journey to find that thing that you're talking about, to find that peace and that happiness. But he did. He did. Yeah. He, 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 he put onto YouTube. Yeah. He said, literally, he said, I, 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 I have everything, he said. Now, for a young lad to be talking like this, he said, I've been literally searching, he said, and now I've found what I was searching for. Peace. But there is a contradiction in it. Where's the contradiction? Well, the contradiction is you're not really self-sufficient and self-reliant because the stuff that you have, you can't make all that yourself. You know what I mean? For example, his phone. There's no way he can make his phone. You know what I mean? Yeah, go on. The food that that he eats, unless he's grown it all himself. Yes. You know what I mean? He's he's buying it in the supermarket. It's coming. It's coming in plastic. Uh, uh, the car. Yeah, the on, car yeah. he's driving. He's not driving the car at all, is he? No. 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 No car. People think that there's a can go off and as they say, go off grid and go out into wilderness and live. No, he's not exactly in exactly in the wilderness thing. He's going to beauty spots, beautiful places. But the main thing about it is the freedom that he has. He has literally nothing tying him down, and it's absolutely beautiful. Yes, you're right. He probably just go into the supermarkets and bring certain foods out. But he still has to cook these foods on his, in his wagon. He might be able to make the foods or create the foods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so he's, he's, well, he's finding his freedom. He'll do, he a bit of, he'll do a bit of hunting. Very good. He'll do a bit, do a bit of fishing. He will, he'll get a couple of fish there or whatever from the, what you call it, the river. He'll uh, do a bit of hunting on the lands that he goes to. Right. Um, he'll get the water from these old pumps in the sides of the roads over there. Naturally, if he gets stuck for water, he's going to get some in the shop, whatever. There's a lot of things that he's doing that's almost uh, just natural, if you like. And he's a young lad, and he reckons he's the happiest he has ever been. He explained that he had money, he had value, he had this, he had that, he had everything he wanted, that he thought he wanted. He wanted, but he thought he needed, if you like. And he gave up all of that, and he's on the road with his cart, his horse, and he reckons this is the happiest times of his life, and he's going to continue doing it. But great for it for to come from a young, from a young man, and yes, he, he in a sense, yeah, he's uh, he's sort of surviving on his own, kind of. Yeah, I think it's good. I think that that's a journey that he's going on. We all need to go on some kind of journey, and these fella, this fella's at the finding his. Yeah. You can be tied down to houses and mortgages and relationships and fancy watches and cars That's and all this absolutely type of stuff. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You're giving your life to something else, basically, and it happens. Look, it happens. Uh, it's probably happened. It is happened throughout the whole entire world. So you have that one person who decides to give all that up and just say, "No, this is not the life for me. I want freedom here. I want something else, something that really brings true happiness." But it's very, very simple. And that's the, that's, that's the life he chose. That's the key to it. Because it's not practical for, at the moment, for the whole world to go off and do what he's doing. Do you no, know what I mean? No, it's not. No, absolutely it's not. not practical. No. But it's also, we can see the loneliness and selfishness of wrapping yourself and surrounding yourself in all the material wealth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's something that people can get drawn into without even realizing it. Yeah, you can, yeah, and you can get is, lost in it, and you can. Yeah, because they think, even starting off for life, they think they need this, when the reality is that we don't. 
We just we simply don't. A mate of mine went to Morocco. Do you reckon the simple things in life are the most uh, special things? Uh, so we went into this room, about the size of this room, probably even smaller. And now look at all the stuff in this room. You've got a sofa, you've got lamp, you've got uh, speakers, you've got, you know what I mean, carpet on the floor. This fella literally yeah. had a mat in the corner yeah, and a toilet in the other corner. Right. And his clothes folded in the other corner. Was he in prison? No. He was free. Yes. That's well, the point. He was free. He chose to do that. That's what he had. It wasn't, the, that was the life he was living. That's the life all of these guys were living in this part of Morocco that my mate went to. Serious? In. Yeah. And, and did he do it as well? Yeah. So my mate went into this room and he looked at it and he went. He's seen all this, basically. Yeah, well, he's seen nothing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But do you know what I mean? mean? He's seen all, but there's nothing to see. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he true. went. This fella has a sussed. In other words, this guy is happy here. This guy is happy here. Your man had a big smile on him. He invited him in. He prepared a bit of food for him. Uh, he sat down and spent yeah. time with him. He talked to him. You know what I mean? The nature was beautiful. He basically had a mat in the corner and a toilet and his clothes and somewhere to prepare, but prepare to food. him, he had everything. That was everything. He, he was that was his world, complete. Basically, yeah. yeah. He didn't even understand the concept of TV, radio, you know what I mean? He, what he didn't understand was the concept of, of distractions. Of distractions. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. I think so. The distractions. Yeah. The distractions from what? Distractions from life. From silence, from the peace, yeah. from the quiet, from the force. I'm going to use the, the Luke Skywalker yeah. one. That energy. Yeah. That energy is out there. We think that energy is but from Dean, things that, honesty, you, that in, you plug in. In all, yes, exactly. In all honesty, there is way too many distractions in this world now. There's too many things to plug in. Everybody destroyed. Literally. And has everyone thinking that they're powerful? Yeah. That they're, that they're superheroes. Yeah, that's right. That they can conquer the world. But I tell you what, if the power turned off in a harpy, where would it be going? I was often thinking <laughs> a few times we got power cuts in the side, right? Oh, I and loved it. I loved it. When we got I blackouts in Ballymun. Oh, uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. And I, I used people, to do this joke. People might think you're weird. Like, you're, you're in darkness here. What's going on? But you hear it. You, you know what you hear? You hear the silence. You hear the sound of silence. And yeah. everything, everything goes like this. Yes, absolutely beautiful. And there's a weird energy. And I think that energy yeah. is nature. Yeah, I remember that happened up the side there and the, the electricity, the power went off. And everybody was complaining. I said, I hope it stays off, I said. So that's the sound that I have I where said, I live the, now. I said, feel the peace, I said. There's nothing around us distracting us. No TVs, no phones, no, oh man, oh man, oh man. It was priceless. There's just the powerful, Beautiful. the powerful darkness. Yeah. Not a darkness like a, a horrible or a fear or no something like that. No music, no television, no noise, no nothing whatsoever. Maybe the most you have is the embers of a fire yeah. or a candle flickering in the window. Yeah. And you had, you had a better chance of getting a cup of tea then. <laughs> <laughs> a good strong cup yeah. of tea. They, were, they weren't busy with their phones or the TVs or the radios. You could hang your coat on a cup Give of tea. Give us a cup of tea there, you've got nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> when we were kids, when there was a blackout, I used to do this joke. When there was a blackout, I'd shout, it's a blackout, rob everything. Rob all, everything. <laughs> all the alarms would go off. Is and that what I used to like you? would be over in the factories, rob. <laughs> <laughs> all the doors so the shops Dean, you're open. bringing out the dark side new, yeah. The CCTV is torn off. the dark side, the power <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm not finished with you Dean yeah, okay uh, yeah you, you talked to her out of it didn't you Luke I Th am your father I think I have another one here for you may the forks be with you I think this is going to be a tough one now Dean honestly how long are we on here at the moment come on tell me uh, just over an hour yeah is it yeah tell you what you can cut this one out if you want try no go on go for it 
I shouldn't have put this on. I, I'm just really impressed that you put time into making the list. Right, that's and, good. And it's kind of like Can a TV interview. Can you explain to me, yeah? It was a little, little, little bit, yeah. Can you explain to me, are people angry with you and Ballymore for trying to help asylum seekers? That's a um, tough question, I know that. I don't think, don't think the majority of people are, but there are a very, very small uh, number of mouthy Insecure. No, 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 don't run people down. Oh, no, no, Let's no. look for the reason why no, they no, might no, be but, angry. But, but, but I'm just painting a picture. Yeah. Mouthy, angry, insecure people that have been on to me. Yeah. Now, no names. I want no names. No, no, no. But in recent times, like in town there the other day, there's a group of uh, people from a, a, an area in town who were kind of goaded into burning down um, a site where there was some refugees and asylum seekers uh, sleeping rough. That's think, a very sick thought to have. Yeah, well, that's what they were go, but they were goaded into it by people who are using the Irish flag for their own benefit, their own financial benefit. Right. Like some of these lads. Right, come here. Can just, I say one just, thing? Just, just, let, just let me say. Some of these lads who are golden, you know, young, vulnerable, working class people are involved in criminality. So, yes, there are people in this community who think that the work I do, they're angry at that. And right. I will allow them their anger morning, noon, and night. Just don't get in my way. You like, you like threatening there. Forget about the threats, right? No, but just what I was let me do what I'm doing. You. you can do what you're doing. If you want me to expose what you're doing, I'll tell the whole world. You're saying that to the people. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that to the people. If you want to call right. me out on the stuff that I'm doing, trust me, I'll call you, you out on the stuff the that right you're word. doing. If the people want to call you out on what you're doing, is that what you're saying? I'll call them out on what they're right doing. Then. How about looking for the good in this? That's what I'm trying to say. I was looking for you to have a big battle with these people that might be angry because you're trying to help asylum seekers. Come on board and get, get involved with me. Let uh, me out. Would you talk to the people? Like, or would you? Uh, or would you put the hands up to fight? No, I invited people out I, I, um, during um, when there was like marches in Ballymun uh, and across the city in January, February, and March. I invited people to come and meet me. Uh, I told people I was going to be in a specific place if they want to come down and have a chat. Uh, in a non-threatening way, in a in a let's have a talk about it because I think that dialogue right. is really the did only way ever, through it. Um, did you ever set up anything where um, where the people of Ballymun? could uh, literally use you as a voice or a leader in some sense to um, to voice their opinions towards councils and governments and maybe make see what they need in life in, around Ballymun. Did I ever do that? No, I'm asking you, would yeah, you? Yeah, would yeah, you? Yeah, no, I, no, I, I said, have, would I you have, ever? I have done as well. No, I'm not, I'm not putting this in that sense. I'm saying, would you ever do in it? In the like? future. So can I say this, right? If people say we're angry with you for the wrong reasons, right? Now, you can take this out if you want, okay? And say they approached you and said, Dean, can you help us? Obviously, you're helping other people, but we have no problem with that. But can you also help us to get on, on board here and maybe make life better for themselves around Ballymun also? Would you be willing to help them to do that? You would. Yeah, not only am I willing to do it, but that's what I do. Yeah. You do, yeah, yeah, and like, I, and do you think people are not coming to you or not getting involved with you enough? Is that is that is that where it is? You know, that's that's kind of people have their own shit going on in their own lives. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, they have their own struggles, they have their own relationships, they have their own uh, poverty, their own insecurity, their own addictions, their own uh, their own life. Basically, no, I understand that. Yeah, but and the, so, so the work I'm very very privileged in my life that I can take time out of my own life to do other things to help other people. Very, very good. So if someone comes to you and asks you, Dean, is there any chance we can get a, like a group together and have a meeting and maybe 
try and get the, the council or the, or the governments to listen to us because, like, for some reason, our Ballymunna's in a bad state or our houses in a bad state or this needs to be fixed or that needs to be done or such a thing. Would, um, would you be willing to team up with these people and do that? Go ahead and try and fix these problems. Absolutely, but we don't. What we don't need in Ballymun is more groups. There's enough groups no, in Ballymun. Not group. I don't mean groups. Yeah, but, but there's enough coming together. What we need people to do is realize what is here. Like I worked with a group in Ballymun called Catu Community Action Tenants Union, and it's specifically for stuff around, you know, if you're a tenant, your relationship with Dublin City Council. You know what I mean? Uh, there are other groups. There's. 101 of them for people if they want to get active and involved or volunteer or have a voice in their own community. Okay. They're there already. So if somebody was angry with you, Dean, just say, I'm only, Dean, this is only something, I'm, I'm, I know it sounds like the same question. If somebody was angry with you because you're helping somebody else out, and if that angry person came to you and said, Dean, look, you're helping such a ones out, is there any chance you can help me out? Would you be willing to help them out even if they're angry with you? Yeah. That I didn't fully understand the situation. Yeah, 100%. That's you the, would. That's the work I've been doing for the last 30 years. But you would. Yeah. That's good. All so, day, every day. So basically, if there is people that are angry, you are, you're, you're, you're willing to help them stand yeah, by Yeah, and them. I'm not hard to find, like. Yeah, you're in Ballymore, of course. You know what I mean? I'm, a lot I'm, of people I'm an easy, I'm an easy enough big, man yeah. to get a, get a hold of. I mightn't answer your phone call or ring you back straight away. Yes. But give me two or three days and, and I don't care who you are, I'm calling you back. I'm, we're having a chat. We're meeting up. And, and a lot of people know you because you're, you run a lot of projects, obviously, around Ballymun. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like my life's work. And yes. most of what I do is in my own time, it's volunteer. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's it's been like that so for 30 you're years. Just, you're just as willing to help the people of Ballymun as you would be to help asylum seekers, basically, in a sense. You'd be willing to help in both, in, on both sides. Yeah, as long as people don't have hate in their heart towards anybody else, yeah. or they don't want it, they want to harm other people. I'll work with anybody. I don't want to make things better. But if you want to harm other people, or you've got hate in your heart, uh, or you want to put other people down who don't have much, I'm not really interested in that. You're not interested in that part of it. No, no, no. no. That's 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 not community. For me, that's like selfishness. Yes. I'm not interested in selfishness. I'm interested in people... So basically, working what together to help each other, and that we're all one, and it doesn't matter for me what accent you have, what age you have, what ethnicity you have, uh, what gender you are, what colour you are, what country you came from. None of that really matters to me. I see the human in you, and I hopefully you see the human in other people. Yes, absolutely. So what was I going to say? What's your plan for the day anyway, Dean? Now I'm going to go back up to my girlfriends, do a little bit of DIY, maybe drop down to my ma's, might jump in the sea just to get rid of. Uh, some of the clutter that I picked up yeah. from uh, just from general I went life. out. I went out here about uh, it's less than a week ago. Now I would say went for a drive basically, and I went out by the out by the sea there in um, I think it's Port Marnock. You know where that uh, you can look down into the sea, kind of. You yeah. know that's where you park the car basically. And there was people in there, but at the same day it was a very very cold day. But there was something special about it. It was absolutely beautiful. Now, I wouldn't have the nerve to walk in in a cowley into the, into the sea, to tell you the truth. I wouldn't be a swimmer. I can't swim, but I wouldn't be a sea. Like, I'd swim on the verge of it, on the edge of it, all right. But to see the people doing it in the cold days, I didn't want to think, oh, man, it was just bring the shivers in there through you. <laughs> so, we're in kind of summer now, so it's not as cold as it looks. Yeah. This was a cold day. Yeah, you know, but the it water... Wasn't frost or the snow, water's, you understand that? If it, was, if it was in the last couple of weeks, the water is not as cold as it looks. Yeah, but is the water not always cold? 
Uh, it's it's kind of relative. The it's water doesn't stay still, does it? It, it moves. The waves. We have the waves just circling, circling, circling yeah, the water. The coldest the water is is in February and March after the winter. Right. Then it starts to heat up. It slowly heats up, but it holds its temperature up until like November. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it could be say now ten degrees, and by the end of September, October, it could be like fifteen degrees. All right. Yes. Fifteen degrees is is warm. Like right. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you go to Somewhere in Spain, most of the time it's you know sixteen, seventeen degrees. So the water gets that warm here. Okay, and and it'll well, hold. It'll hold it. Did you uh, did you ever? Now you're obviously you swim nearly every day in the beach. Is that right? The yeah, sea. wherever I can. Right, but almost every day. Right. Yeah. Did you ever notice that at first when you walk into the say you're walking towards the water? Yeah, you have that bit of cold. Yeah. Did you ever find it when you go out further that the water was colder? Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, well, the deeper it is, the colder it gets. That's the question I want so, to ask so you most, because... So most people swim within the first 10 foot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 10 foot depth, but also 10 foot of going in. Right. Most does people the water, stay in there. Does the, this, uh, this, is a <laughs> this is a silly, tricky right. question. Does the water get higher in the sea or does the ground get lower? Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? Tell me. I like that one. <laughs> Come on, tell me which choices. You're a man of the sea. Uh, so here's how you do it, right? If the ground stayed level, yeah, all the way out, Go on, the yes. water wouldn't rise. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ground... I tell you, you before he's getting some uh, royalties from I'll this. I'll bring you back in two minutes. Everything okay? <laughs> this is Martin being professional, yeah. look. I'm on the phone here, Joey. I'm on the... What the fuck? So if, imagine if the water... Apologies to you, Dean. If the water stayed level... If yeah. the ground stayed level all the way, the water wouldn't... Like, you'd walk into it and the, the water would be the same height if it was level. Like out in Sandy Mount. I don't know if you ever yeah, went to Sandy look, Mount. If you look straight out in the beach and the sea, yeah. so it's, it's all level from the top. The all water's waves, level, yeah, because water, water will level itself out to whatever vessel it's in. Absolutely, yeah. You know I what I mean? That. But so the ground goes so down. So it is the ground then. Yeah, so. it's like a shelf. It goes down like that. Yeah, because I've often walked out, say, in the summertime now, if I was out in the, in the beach, and all of a sudden you'd find that drop in the sand, the under, under, yeah? <laughs> then that was it. A step back. Martin, please, this summer, even just come level. out once, even if you only walk out to your hips. Dean, I, would I you go, do it? No, I've been you don't the have beach. To, most, people, most people don't swim. Most people just go in. No, I, I, go, I do go to the beach in the summertime with the family, all right? But I, I, sometimes I go out, like, maybe... I could go sometimes three days in a row, basically. And maybe for a week, stop for a week, then I'd go out again. In the water? Depending in the... Yeah, I've been in the water swimming oh, around, man, yeah. I, it would please you know me. Like it would please me. How, how am I going to say this? It would open my heart. It would blow my heart open. To see me swimming? To be in the water with you. So how much is it worth to you then? <laughs> That's priceless. That's priceless. You couldn't pay yeah, for that. Yeah, but we put a tag on it. You much? couldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't pay for that. Right. Um, I'll tell you what I like about that particular beach. Watch this. There's uh, certain times if the tide is in or out, I'm not sure. But you have these, like, it's like a puddle of water, yeah? I'm sure you've seen and them, And that yeah? heats up. It's absolutely beautiful, yes. Now, this puddle, it'd be bigger than two or three swim pools put together, like. Massive. You go swim with it, and it'd be still um, probably six or seven feet high. Some parts of them. Uh, and yeah, and the, and the sun is baking down oh, and that bit heats yeah, up. That and whole you thing that. is lovely and warm. You just don't like being out of your comfort zone. Um, who does? I love it. Being out of your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being, being out of your comfort zone is where I find are my you peace. Saying you're, uh, are you saying you're a sucker for punishment? No, what I'm saying is, just like that guy in Morocco, yeah? yeah. Strip all the fancy stuff away. Strip all the heat away. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you get down to nature, get down to the bare bones of it. That's where the real peace is. What car do you drive? Uh, I got a car off you. It's um, a lovely, comfortable car, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I need it now because I'm going up and down the motorway. Yeah, but you're saying you don't want no comforts. Can I get the car if you please, if you don't mind? Yeah, you can give me half the price I paid for it. What about the, your bank card? How, how do you manage that? Is that just put it into the wall, take your money out? Is that not a comfort or a luxury, you know? Can I have that bank card, please, if you don't mind? Here, I'm not like that traveller in England who's I'm uh, just saying, saying I'm going to become a, a monk. No, you're right. Move up, into the, move up into the hills. We're not going to be dissing him. He's, that's his choice. You're saying to me you want to play in a simple life and you don't want all these luxuries and comforts. And I'm saying to you, whatever luxuries and comforts you have, could you pass them on to me because I'm suffering enough. I'm a traveller, you know what I mean? You're forgetting that. <laughs> <laughs> so are we have a deal here, no? Yeah, we have a deal. We have a deal. If you get into the sea with You're me... You're going to give me your car, your bank card, you If you get into the sea with that me... That Rolex that you're wearing, they're going to have that. I'll give you the keys of my car. Will you? That's not a Rolex, it's a Rolex. Don't push a, don't push a look at <laughs> me. I'll be paying to me Rolex listening to you. I'll be walking home from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you give you the keys, Mikael, if, if you jump in the sea with me. you lose your car. So um, I want to see if I have any more questions for you, Dean, that you didn't answer. You, 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 re, um, you divert all of them questions, you know that? I'm off to Lords now on Tuesday. I'm going to come home, then I'm going to Medjugorje then, say a couple of months after that. For 10 days. So Lourdes is in France. Lourdes is in France. Medjugorje is in Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. I'm looking forward to it for the last four months anyway. Be a nice, peaceful week away, please, God. I'm going to show you a picture of Chewbacca, right? This is the character from is Star Wars. Is that Shrek? No, this is like a hairy Shrek. Because if it is, it's your, is that your picture? <laughs> His look. Can you see him? Yeah, he's not bad, is he? He's not bad looking, no. He'd have a lot, an awful lot more hair on top than you would And have. he's famous. Yeah. And of course, he's probably rich as well, is he? And he's got a great singing voice. And yeah, maybe a mention of a house and all that stuff. And does he sing and all? Yeah. Look, he's doing okay. Honestly, he's doing okay. He's not too bad. So for anyone, <laughs> that, doesn't, for anyone that doesn't Man, know him, tell you what, for anyone that doesn't know him, do you want to describe him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's exactly the same as Martin. If he let himself go and is he grew, a wolf? and grew, he is looks he like a wolf? wolf and grew hair from his cheeks. Is he a wolf or a lion or was he a tiger or was he? <laughs> oh, that's him. There. Yeah, that's him there. So he's, ha- he's half human then. Yeah, kind of. Uh, he's a, like he's like a wild. He's like a wild human. Does he swim? I don't know if... Uh, Did like, you watch the film and see he swim? I don't know if he can swim. Because all, all, all the sand will be all in him. There's a bit of you in him there. All the sand will be in his coat. But uh, anyway, Dean, that's the crack there, kid. And that's probably all there. Have you any any, any other questions for me, Dean? No, one or two. Just one or two. One. one hit, is, hit me with it. Go on, one is, with it. Here's a question. Yes. What was it like actually coming up with material for this week's show? Materials? Yeah, like the stuff you wrote down there. Because that's it the first was, time you've done that. To be honest with you, Yeah. I didn't do it in a week. I done it this morning... Um, in about three minutes. Did you? Honestly, yeah. But that's all it takes. You know Literally, why? that's all it takes. You know why? One. Because I know Dean Scurry. Yeah. I knew the questions to ask him. I knew the ones that were going to trigger him. Was like putting you're, you're getting there. You're, getting like there. you're still kind of interviewing me like oh, you don't know me. But next week, I think you can go full and you can relax a bit more. Well, more and you questions? Can, yeah, you can Do you want set, me to do that again, do you? You can be like me. You can settle a little bit. You know what I mean? So today is literally um, sort of partly interrogation day, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, I think you're That's finding... That's going to be the headlines now, you know that? You're finding your mojo. You're finding your... That's going to be the headline of our podcast, you know that? You're finding your ability to, to really have um, a good conversation on a podcast. Dean, I like a good conversation. Every time I get into a good conversation, it's like a, it's like a crash barrier. You come in from the side... And clip it off completely. And here my day, I want to beat you up at that moment because why? I'm on a roll with a good old chat. I love a good old chat. <laughs> Bit of banter. It doesn't matter if we call it out or not, right? But let it roll anyway and see what's the end result. And then crash it if you want. 
you do it every, oh, look at you do it at least, from a count from one to a hundred, you do it about 80% of it. So I don't know where I was trying to figure out why do you do this? Why do you want to get something going, a good conversation, a good chat, something interesting? Dean just jumps in there. Now, people are never going to know that because, no why? Because you're the one that edits this, yeah? And you'll take all the good stuff out. Like the time we've done the one with my mother, yeah? When you <laughs> cut the good piece out of it, I was ripping that day. Huh? When I was actually getting you to introduce the situation. Yeah? And you just went and clipped it. But anyway. That's one of our most popular is, episodes, actually. It is what it is, and that's it. Come here. So you sent me during the week a couple of texts to say, I have ideas. And one of them was snakes. You wanted to send me something on snakes. Snakes? Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story about snakes, right? This is the reason why. Um, did you ever go onto your, uh, say, your phone, Google, yeah? And you press now. Watch this. I'm going to show you how it is here now, right? Watch this. I'm going to press. Watch this. Look. I'm pressing Google there. I'm not putting that right now. Not watch this. Look. Yeah. And up comes. Literally, most of the headlines, all about boxing, all about this, sports, you name it, all about everything. It's all different people's, not necessarily life stories, but things people do, right? Like, here's a, oh, I don't believe this. What's that popping up? Snakes. Read that. Look. Go on, I can't see it from no, here. read it. Yeah, you're blind. You're like me, you need glasses for reading. <laughs> you're not going to believe that one. What does that say? Which one am I reading? That bit there. Man fights burglar who stole his podcast equipment. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> Give me that, knock it off. Random stuff just pops up in there, right? Anyway, uh, there was a woman, yeah? She moved into an area, I think it was in America or something, yeah? Somewhere, whatever, Canada, I don't know where it was anyway, I can't remember. And she moved into, uh, into a new house, basically. And how people have pets, like dogs or cats or birds or whatever, like, you know? She brought... A python, big massive snake, right? And this was her pet. So the neighbours was got a bit weary about, and they couldn't understand why would a woman want a, a python snake? Like it's three times the size of her, basically, re- really, maybe more. And um, so that was okay anyway. So they sort of got used to it. Then they were going to complain, not complain about, they were gossiping about it first. But then she put the python into a, a cage. At night, basically, she had him. She, she looked after him, and she done. Let's say she went by the rules, if you like, the safety side of it, yeah. But um, so then eventually one evening she left the python out. So he basically crawls on the bed, basically, and just start lying beside her, yeah. <laughs> well, watch this. The way you done that, it was like the snake had a shoulder. You yeah. done little movements like that. It was like the. It was like the snake was pr- like. I know it's a snake and it sounds silly. It was like the snake was protecting her, basically. Right. But she also thought the same thing. She felt the same thing. She had a, like a relationship with the snake. Not a relationship, no. But it was it was it was her her pet, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your pet. Well, well, well maybe. yeah. I understand what you're saying, but anyway, maybe a pet does get into bed with you. So, um, didn't um, didn't it come to a stage where the snake was it wasn't eaten anymore, and um, <sighs> got all. Say quiet, basically, if you like. <laughs> he wasn't singing ballads anymore. Exactly. On Raglan Rhodes. So um, she decided for some reason she'd um, she contacted the vet, and she brought the she brought the snake. Now I'm mean, thinking of a python, massive, massive, massive snake, right? And she uh, she brought the the snake to the vet, and the vet like checked the snake out and all that. What she noticed was she thought was. 
that the snake was um, putting on weight, but only putting on weight on one part of one part of the snake, which was probably his stomach. Yeah, it looked like he was putting on weight. So the the vet holder he said, "Look," he said, "I think it's time for to get rid of this um, this animal, basically, right?" Oh. As he called it. And she said, um, she explained how she has him so long and she likes him and it's her pet and all this. And she was feeding him all the right foods and all this. She'd done everything by the book, as a fellow would say. So he said, it looks like you're going to have no choice, he said, to... Uh... Now, the snake was literally, she was sleeping. The snake was on the bed, basically, right? So um, that was okay anyway. He said, you... Uh... The snake, he said, literally is a predator and when they stop eating yeah they're preparing themselves for a big meal so their their stomach basically opens up opens out basically gets wider to uh, allow space for a big uh, a big meal so reality was the reason the snake didn't eat was that was half the reason there was because he was about to uh the, 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 the vet told her he's literally he's about to eat you in your sleep <sighs> so <sighs> so she had no choice <laughs> Imagine that. it's like the, the, yeah. the, it's like the snake is like a she loves she loves like, a, like a murderer or a serial yeah, killer or something he, he said that <sighs> he said he is a, he's a predator and when um, this is what they do when they um when they stop eating and get all quiet and you got all worried about them and all and you're minding them and this you're, getting, done. you're this, sleeping in, in the bed beside them and all done. and the snake in the back of his mind is thinking I have this trap perfect yes so lucky enough she uh, she um she brought the snake to the vet the vet checked the snake out the vet knew about snakes and told her yes he's getting ready he's preparing himself for a bigger meal than usual. He's gonna he's gonna invite you to dinner in and a couple of weeks. Literally, this snake can uh, however he described it, can they can swallow something I think was twice their weight. Yeah, and that jaw kinda unhinges. Oh no, yeah, the jaw so, uh, he said that he said, yeah, he's described how the jaw <gasps> opens up big enough for to actually <laughs> chew something bigger than them um, than themselves. The jaw can like snap apart and she just went into about two or three foot wide yes that's right she went into, into shock and she had no choice to literally get rid of the snake it's either you or me she, honey then it sort of affected her then because she realised the doctor told her the, the vet told her he said he would have ate you very, in, in a very short time yeah. he would have ate her in her sleep she had no choice to get rid of the snake oh, but that was the reason that's going on in my head imagine waking up yeah, but look at look inside at the, the snake. Look at the dangers. Look at the dangers that people don't know nothing about. Imagine that. <laughs> that was even yeah, worse. But how many people are keeping big pythons in that gaff? Yeah, but how many how many people sell pythons? Yeah. How many, obviously the professionals are selling these things, right? They should know and they should advise these people Here, if there's, there's any danger involved. There's the comforts that you need to get rid of. Stop holding wild animals as pets in your Absolutely. gaff you lunatics they can turn like that don't be so selfish if you've got wild animals you're being selfish yeah. they're wild did animals did you ever know that um, um, you want them for your own little human comfort come yes. on to yourself will did you? you ever know that a dog um, 
A dog Leading can turn against and its, parrots and all. A dog can turn against its owner. Obviously, you've heard them ones, right? Yeah. And um, a dog also can get jealous of the owner or people in the in the in the house, say in the environment around them. Basically, if um, if a dog is used to getting pet, even if even if it's a vicious dog or a wild dog or whatever it might be, and is used to getting petted and coaxed, yeah, and looked after, then that dog that that's a quiet environment for that dog. But if that dog sees the owner, now I'm not a, I don't know a big lot about dogs. If the dog sees the owner giving that attention to somebody else, that dog is liable to attack the owner or the person that's getting the attention. It could be, it could be whatever. It could be a God forbid a child or a friend or whatever it might be. That dog is liable to uh, to be a predator for that person. I know some people like that, and it's very very dangerous. So it's people, uh, how would you call it, letting this dog too much into their world, if you like. At the end of the day, humanity is more important than animals. Yeah, I think like. if you're going to keep a dog, you have to be uh, able at a certain point to train the dog, you know what I mean? Yeah. And don't be bleeding, having them eating out of your lap or, yeah. you know what I mean? Up on the counter One or in question, the bed. One Go on. I like what you're doing I there. was talking about that uh, just earlier on the week. No, I'll ask, you, I'll ask you the question first and I'll tell you the reason why I'm asking this. If you, yeah, if you, um, if you owned a pub, yeah, and say, um, I know this is a, probably a story maybe people have heard a million times. If you owned a pub and a man and woman and two kids, yeah, came into the pub, yeah, and say one of the kids just made a communion, yeah, and they wanted to get a bit of food and chill out for a couple of hours and head home, yeah, would you... If you got like say the boss's orders, yeah, don't serve travelers. And you would just say a manager, would you serve them or would you tell them you couldn't serve them? Um even with the boss's orders. This is a tricky one because depending on who I am in the job, if I'm uh if I'm somebody who is in a precarious employment situation and I know my boss has power and they can let me go just like that. I'll probably follow the boss or boss's orders. But it if was. I'm a stronger character in a job and I'll go, hold on a minute, that's illegal what you're doing there. That's discrimination. Uh, if Irish people have learned anything from history is we were discriminated, so let's not discriminate other people. Okay, right. But your first answer there was um, if you were precarious. If, I, if I was in precarious employment, like uh, like I had, a, I had a crappy contract or I, had a, I, didn't, I wasn't in a union or... You know what I mean? I was only new in the job or I was on a six-month... You get sacked, like. I was on a six-month probation at a job or something like that and I knew I could get sacked in a harpy. You'd say no. You'd be less likely... But would you not tell the, tell the boss, look, I don't want to be in a job like this? Yeah, and that takes a little bit of confidence as well. Yeah, but uh, confidence is great because it, it brings it out better in the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, would en- I, would, I would encourage people to have some kind of morals and ethics. Well, I know a lad, I was talking to him last week and he's now working in a pub... And he's um he's a manager, but there's two managers. Did you ever hear of that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, two managers in one workplace. Yeah, right. Um, how I don't know how it's divided, but there's two 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 people doing man- managing the place anyway. And um, this traveling man and woman walks in, well dressed, obviously coming from communion from the church. Yeah, and they walk in, and they must be living in the area. 
because they asked uh, up anyway and asked for say we're here to get food and whatever maybe it's probably a small few drinks I don't know but anyway um, one of the managers said basically he said to the other manager yeah now this is the lad that I know but this, this lad I'm talking about is a lovely lovely lad right and I'm not going to mention his name he uh, he approaches this lad that I'm talking about now and he said to him um, he said they're travellers he said he said, they've been here before, he said, and I'm not serving them. He said, you go and talk to them, he said. Of course I'll talk to them, he said. But he said to them, uh, he said, make sure we don't serve them. He said, I will, F this and F that, he said. I will serve them, he said. He said, why, why, why would I not serve them? But the boss told us not. F you and F the boss. I'm serving them and that's all I was into it. And the man walks up anyway over and... Asked about, asked about food and of course a drink at the same time and he fills out the drink and the guy the, the traveller man he although he went in he was literally you might say chancing his luck he said um, he said is everything okay he said yeah he said just just let young lad the barman now we call him a barman now if you want he said because I've been here before he said a few times he said and I was told to go. He said, I never I couldn't get served. Well, he said, today is your lucky day. He said, you're getting served today. You're going to be treated like a human. Sit down there, he said, and get you, and have uh, food, whatever you want. And the two bar- the two, uh, the two managers sort of started giving out to each other. But the good thing was, he said, hold it for one second, he said. Do you think, he said, there's any man, he said, this earth, he said, that's going to ruin his, his child's communion, he said, and start causing any problems in here, he said, to destroy her day, basically. The child, I think it was the girl that made the communion, yeah? To destroy her day. Well, look, he said, I'm not doing it, he said. I'm serving them, he said, and they can stay here as long as they want, he said, and that's it. So you, the other guy, the other manager had no power over him, so. Yeah, in my head, when you were saying that, the person who was destroying the young one's day was the manager. Absolutely. You he know what willing, I mean? He was willing to do it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not going to name the pub in, right? No. Well, but you that's, know what, that's you, a fact. You that know happened. what I'd be interested in doing? And that only happened less than what? Less than two weeks ago. Man, it's happening right now. No, but I'm only just but saying. what I'm saying is, right now, somewhere in this country of, of Ireland, yeah, in this democratic country of the fighting Irish strong people, mm-hmm. yeah, there's somebody discriminating against a traveller just because of the way they look or their sound or their surname or whatever. You know what I mean? M- m- more times of sound than, than, than not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it's hard. Now, not every traveller. Sometimes it's hard from a distance to tell if a person is a traveller or not. But as soon as you hear them speak... That was a bit Midler song. From a distance, yes. the world seems... So, so what? But then there's people who so are... So beautiful. Yeah, but then there's people who are horrible to each other. No, we understand that. Yeah. But I'm only just, I'm only, I'm only saying sometimes it's hard to describe a traveller because they'll generally dress up if they're going out like, I mean, I look, I look good, like, you know, that sort of way, naturally. But as soon as you hear them speak, then you have, uh, let's say you have ammunition on your side, if you like, to tell him, no, sorry, we can't serve you. Yeah, you've got an excuse to be weak. Silly, yeah. And I'm not going into all that big detail. So that I'm, was just a little thing that I, I explained to you about that there. And that's why I asked you, if you were a manager in a pub and you had orders from the barman, sorry, the boss, to not serve travellers and the boss is not there, would you say yes or no to them? I would say they, they're getting served. Um, but I am... I am... You would take other circumstances into consideration. I see everyone as human. 
uh, yeah, but would you serve them? Yeah, I'd serve them. You would. Morning, noon, even if you thought the boss was going to give out to you or correct you for it, like yeah, I'd serve them. Who wouldn't I serve? Is there people in this planet I wouldn't serve? You know what I mean? Disabled people, gay people, black people, travellers, Irish people, English people, um, uh, drug dealers. Uh, there's, you know what I mean? I would serve whoever is coming in unless, what would be the reason I wouldn't serve them? Unless they were hating on other people. Unless they were horrible to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That well, would be, be the only reason. That would be the troublemaking side of people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless it was people wanting to, who were coming in, who explicitly at that moment were causing trouble for other people. Because who am I to judge? What I was going to say though, I would love to do some undercover camera work. Would you? Where we went to maybe 20 restaurants or pubs in Dublin for a couple of months and filmed different groups of people going in. Disabled people, black people, gay was people, travellers. Was I telling you about the and time? And see what the reaction was or how different people were treated differently. Could we could we make a documentary out of it? Like? Absolutely, yeah. So if anyone, if anyone out there is interested in helping me and Martin make that documentary, hit us up. Come and have a chat with us. And we, we'll film it this year. Are you saying give us money? Like, is that no, they'll help us film it. See, Don't well, always be the traveller looking for no, the money. No, this is what I'm saying to you, Dean. When we get the money, we can forget about the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, joking, yeah. Oh, that's one more question I want to oh, ask you, Dean. Oh, here we go. The Talk never about money. I, I'm out of here now in a few minutes, right? We're nearly finished. This is one thing I wanted to ask you, yeah? Do you know when um, you know when you're doing all different types of projects, right? I actually meant to write it down there, yeah? And you can sort of apply for certain types of funds, yeah? Do um whatever the project is, do you put all the funds into that? Um, do I put all the funds? Come on, Dean, you're taking no, a long time. No, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand what the question is. You, you're taking too take, long. To take a breath there. I'm trying to understand what the question is. Do I question put very simple? If you apply for funds, <laughs> let's say I'm applying to say Dublin City Council for ten grand for a project. Yeah, and they give you like ten grand. Yeah. Yeah. Supposing maybe you only need about eight of that grand, yeah? Are you saying, do I put that other two grand in my oh, pocket? I want to know, yeah, because this is people... Dean, these are questions I get asked about you all the time. Every project would be different, <laughs> and some projects I get paid for. Most of the stuff I do, I do voluntary. Uh, some of the stuff, if I put my own effort and time into it, yeah, uh, like a goal... Like the one i done for Sky, for example, the Dublin Narcos one. Oh, yeah? that project, yeah. Uh, that was, like, for Sky TV, and I was but paid for that. You got paid for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's nothing. That's that's separate. That's that's different. That's your own, um, what would you call it? That was like your own personal wage for doing work. Yeah. Right, that's understandable, yeah. But if you make an application for funds, like here uh, a few months ago, you made an application for a stage, yeah? And the stage cost 10 grand. That time Christy Moore was on the stage doing the big, uh, the big talks, yeah? Oh, yeah, 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 for right. the uh, all Oil money. for All, the anti-racist stuff. Obviously, all that money went into that, is that right? All that money, yeah, they, now, they were all costs. Most, most people actually gave their time for free for that. Very good. I think everyone gave their time for free, but there's, to me, but there's some costs. But like not the stage. The stage and all that. Yeah, no, right. no, we had to pay for the stage. So tell me something, um, what kind of trouble would you get in, right, if somebody funded money to you for a, for a project, yeah, and you didn't spend it or you didn't spend half for the what? Obviously, you get in trouble, wouldn't you? Well, you'd have to show where the money. Process, you'd have to show where the money goes. It goes into a bank for starters. Yeah, a bank account. It goes through the what do you call it? Um, not the not cab. It goes through the other thing. What do you call it? The tax accountants, basically. Yeah, you have to have a tax uh, certificate. Yeah, so it goes through all of that. Yeah, you have to have a like a, a, a what do you call it? Tax tax cert. Yeah. 
tax cert yeah. to prove where the money went to. Well, you have to have a tax cert to say that you're tax compliant and that, that you don't owe, you're not you know, in arrears in your tax. So basically, right, what I'm saying here is, right, if you, uh, if you just decided, look, I'm going to take a piece of this here, you would be in trouble, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, that's illegal. Exactly. Now, yeah, that's this is what I want. This is what I'm fishing for, right? But we live this, in a but we live in a country where a lot of illegal stuff happens. We know that. that gets you, on the I'm, I'm asking you. I'm talking about you, Dean Scurry, the project manager. Yes, <laughs> right now. So basically, you have to account for every penny in there. Isn't that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. So there's no chance that you can dip your hand in there, top the pocket up there a little bit. No, no. Because you have to prove every cent where it goes to. Yeah, you have to have and invoices and goes receipts out on for the everything. Other side. Yeah. Like, um, like Apollo House when all the money was given in. Yeah. That had to be all proved where it went back to. Isn't that right? Yeah, 100%. Covered in everything that needed to be covered. Yeah. Yeah? Now, that's that's that, that's me asking you the question, but I'm not curious about it, right? Because I sort of, I trust you 50%. No, man, that's not, that's not bad out of 100, I'm, is it? I trust you 50% half the time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Dean, I had to ask you that question because... I don't know, sometimes people are curious about, I'm not curious, I'm just saying, like, I mean, <laughs> but you're into a lot of stuff, so you're into a lot of projects, and you look for funds, and this and that, and you yeah, know. And generally, and I, fair play to you for generally I try and do stuff where money isn't the thing. Like, you could, you'd be amazed what you can get done in this country without money, just on goodwill and, uh, you, you know, more and, satisfaction and, and elbow grease, you know what I mean? You get more satisfaction of actually doing something that sort of keeps people happy more than the money thing itself. Yeah, but we shouldn't be shy of paying people to do a good job either. No, I know that. That's right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because people have to put food on the table. People have to run a business. Yeah. We can't always be asking people to do the charity work or do stuff for free. No, you're right about that. Yeah, uh, because that's not how the world is. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, look, at that's neither here nor there now, is it? So we're, uh, this is episode 41, Yes. I have to say, Dean, that I enjoyed that interrogation, yeah? Well, it wasn't interrogation, like, with a little bit of, uh, but a good bit of banter came out of it also, yeah? So I hope people enjoyed it as much as I did, because not every day I get a chance just to slag you, <laughs> or uh, I'll put the pressure on you, yeah? I enjoyed it. Episode 41 of Travel on a Countryman podcast. Make sure you go on to patreon.com uh, forward slash a travel on a countryman and put a few quid in the hat. You know what? You know what? No jingles, is No it? jingles, only folder money. <laughs> uh, and just, uh, you know, help us keep on air, keep us on the road, and uh, we'll see you next week. So that's us for this episode, Traveller and a Countryman podcast. If you like it, let us know, share it around, and uh, so we'll see you on the road. <laughs>